Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of the X Button. I am one of your hosts, Alejandro, and with me is the finally got a haircut dude. Paul. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Pretty chill. We were just uh, behind the scenes, just testing some new sound system that it, all the cool stuff that I had planned are not going to happen now because Zoom is weird. But how's life, Paul? It has been a much larger improvement over everything else the last couple of weeks. Things are finally calming down down here in New Orleans and um, getting ready for the summer and all of the crazy festivals for spring and Easter and all that coming up. Yeah, so now that Mardi Gras is done, what's next? Well, it was a very quick turnaround between Mardi Gras and St. Patrick's Day, which down here is Mardi Gras 2.0. Yeah, it is um, <laughs> honestly, people don't think about it, but there's like entire parades just around St. Patty's Day. There's one where they throw vegetables at people. Um, that is just a thing, apparently weird, but yep, yeah, it exists. And uh, there's a lot of people that come and visit just to travel and avoid Mardi Gras and all of that so thank god that's over but uh next is probably going to be easter they yeah. don't have a lot of like party stuff for easter but right now we're in the middle of lent so we're building up the crawfish season because while crawfish is popular still um the prices are stupidly high inflated mm -hmm. until after easter i don't know why that's just a thing that happens um and also the crawfish are too small but by that point the water's warmer and the crawfish swell up to big boys and uh that's where the good eating begins and then it's like music festivals just literally one weekend after the other jazz fest is coming in this weekend i think final four for basketball um so all of that is just going to be hitting boom 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 all the way through till like may with memorial day and all that stuff that's that's that what sense. my <laughs> next few days is uh and weeks are going to be like how about you yeah, Easter is what's next for us, and we usually take the whole week for a break. Oh, that's it, awesome. Yeah, it's called Semana Santa, which is like Saint Week. So yeah. for the entire week, it's basically our holiday. So think that's about it like, awesome. a, like a spring break almost, but almost yeah. nationwide, at least okay. depending on your um, de depending on your work uh, and uh, your line of work. Sometimes you get the entire week, or sometimes you just get Wednesday through Friday, and also the weekend, so... At least for my case, it's going to be the whole week. I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I wouldn't mind just chilling. So it's it's going to be a lot of game playing, I would think. Yeah, just because uh, uh, the week after it, it, that week is happening the week after Lego Star Wars. Uh, Ooh, yeah, you'll be playing that quite a bit. Just don't mess up your thumb like that one time. Oh uh, no, <laughs> that, that that was just Metroid. It's only happened with Metroid. And, I, uh, I will feel it sometimes after a long time playing Destiny or something, and I'll feel this thing start cramping up on me, yeah. and I gotta be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't I want it to mess up like Alejandro. Yeah, I never get that just through, through stick movement. That was just because the Pro Controller, I was just like slamming that Y button to hell and high water, so just so weird that like button pressing will like temporarily kind of hurt but it's the sticks that really mess me up or um my index finger if i have to keep pressing the button and stuff so the uh the submachine gun meta for destiny has been very nice to me because oh, yeah. you just have to hold it you don't have to keep mashing it like the handguns and scout rifles Exactly. And before we go into get into what we we have been playing, uh, just a reminder that this is the X Button Podcast or yes. gaming podcast that posts every Wednesday from 10 a.m. onwards, God willing, or any other day depending on special events happening. 
in the gaming industry. It's uh, available on the YouTube channel, Escape Media, as well as most audio services around the world. So think Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the like. You can find the links in the RSS feed at anchor.fm slash escape-media. If you enjoy our show, give us a like and subscribe. So, Paul, speaking of games, what have you been playing? I have been playing uh, mostly, well, a little bit of Destiny 2, but mostly GTA Online. I got bit by the bug yeah. hard again. Um, <laughs> I, I thought I was out of it, and then on a whim, because you suggested it, I bought it because it was 10 bucks for the next generation version of it i migrated my character over a blah 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 all that good stuff and i wanted to see how the tech hold held up and um for the most part i will say textures regular speed and handling the uh not pop in because sometimes i do still get pop in but like handling the giant world that you're in and running around in at the speed of light sometimes uh used to really struggle and chug a lot and right now it's been really good. However, the loading screens between sessions, between missions and whatever else there is, uh, it still takes freaking forever. Um, I don't know what it is. You suggested that it was possibly um, they're having to hamstring themselves because of so many people still playing on PS4, which I can understand. I could also see that they're trying to push that back because if it truly was that good on PS5, it would probably frustrate people on PS4 because the PS5 people load in and they're finished, but everyone else is waiting to load. So maybe it's like slowing the PS5 people down to catch up and stuff like that. Um, but it happens to me even when I'm on my own, whatever that is. However, starting the game up is very quick. Um, because it has a new menu system that is way better and more streamlined to explain things kind of similar to Red Dead Online's mode where it's like you can pick whatever you want, kind of go straight into that rather than having to load into the world and then pick it and it's all that, that nonsense. Um, from there, I started delving into the actual content that they were uh, lauding as all of the new things that they've thrown in there with different missions and raids of uh, heists and you got me stuck on the raid word now because <laughs> uh, um, I, I used to call literally everything a heist because GTA Online was like my first experience with that whole cooperative uh, effort and I um, it was really cool what I found out is because canonically GTA Online normally takes place a little before GTA 5 um, as we all know however they <clears throat> excuse me um, instituted an entire system called I think the agency system mm -hmm. which is one of the many ways you can spend your money the bottom the this the floor to get this content is two million dollars in-game currency which is a lot and when you do that um, you can do missions with Franklin from GTA 5 after the game, which I didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, and like Lamar is there, his dog Chop is still there, and oh, it's Chop. Dr. Tree. <laughs> oh, I just butchered that. I'm so sorry, everyone. Dr. Dre. I that was that was instinct. I'm sorry, my white soul just came out and ruined that. Um, anyway, Dr. Dre shows up, and he's like a huge part of the storyline. But the fact but that it takes Dr. place, Dre, like, yeah, as, he's as, as his own character. <laughs> um, and he talks about like the whole idea is the setup is Franklin is using some of his money from the end of GTA five. He's now like an executive investor, still does like a little bit of executive crime, 
but like a lot more on the higher side of it all and like he does uh like protection services and security and things <clears throat> walks around in a suit has little like salt gray in his beard and stuff it's like oh my baby grown up look at this man and um like his dog chop is hanging out in his office at all times and he's got like gray hairs like dogs do when they get older and lamar's <laughs> running around still dressed like a gangbanger but he's got like wrinkles and huge glasses now it's freaking hilarious so time um, has passed so time is like really <laughs> passed apparently since then like a good 10 plus years like in real time i think but um so it's like just this crazy fast forward because you have other missions with Lamar and he's like his young self from GTA 5, which is just weird. Um, but anyway, all that is to say that the concept is Dr. Dre gets his phone stolen with unreleased tracks and you are getting paid to track it down. So it's like a series of missions that you have to do, kind of building it up, working with Franklin, all that cool stuff, because they're getting their money's worth with the voice actor, um, which good for them. They should pay him for that. And um, it's honestly a, a ton of fun. And when you do more of them, you get more passive income just naturally. So it's like already one of the best ways to make money in the game, uh, the more you do these missions. And unlike everything else, uh, all the other businesses, you can do them in private lobbies. So you don't have to get hunted by people constantly. Um, <laughs> yeah, and because that's absolutely still a thing, like trying to do that and you know people are going to come after you and stuff. And I try to like be nice, but I'm glad that I'm at like this. I am so above this child trying to play this game that it doesn't bother me anymore because it used to get me so heated. But um, like, you'll just run by people and be like, ah, yeah, what's up, dude? And like, you see them turn, process you running by and take their gun out. But like, I'm preparing for it. So I just shoot them immediately. And it's it's really funny to see them try to like grief you and do things uh, based on that. But basically it's just as wild as ever. There's always like rocket bikes and crazy nonsense going on. But the real fun is, uh, for me at least, dressing my character up in cool outfits, doing little missions and the races. <laughs> my goodness, the the car physics are so fun to play with. And that's like, oh, it's just beautiful. But anyway, I'm just having fun with it, trying to make money and getting myself wrapped into the meta of, all right, let's find the money. Let's spend it on really dumb stuff. And then we got to get money again. Then we spend it on dumb stuff. And that's been my life for about four days. Yeah, but that's not all you've been playing. I've seen. It isn't because um, I got to finally do my first raid completion in Destiny 2. We got to play the Vault of Glass, um, mm -hmm. and after jumping in here and there, uh, I am like a professional at certain encounters because we've done them so many times. Yeah, I was able to jump in without a, uh, a party chat, just kind of hold my own in an area, and then later on we jumped into a new checkpoint to finally fight the last boss, Atheon. And uh, that was honestly pretty fun. I mean, we it was getting a little frustrating because some people would have like a really dumb mistake or like yeah. not understand. <laughs> and they never say 
that they have a problem or confusion until they've made the mistake after like you explain it all and they're like okay yeah i got it and then afterwards you then they mess up and they're like wait a minute i didn't understand the the placement of the oracles and i was like we just said it why didn't you say you didn't understand (laughs) and then it wastes like another 30 minutes so what should have taken a a couple of hours ended up taking like four for that one encounter um but we beat it hours that's true. I it was about two hours and a little change, but we didn't start until like eleven, where uh, we thought we were going to get started at ten. But we we finished it, and then we started working on another raid, and then when I went to bed, but um, that was fun, and it made me like. I, I ended up having a dream about like doing raids and helping my buddies out because I was like on uh, all team artifact shield boy. And since I'm a Titan, that's like exactly how I play anyway. So once I understood how that works, I was like, I will shield the crap out of all of you. Just do your thing. And think about it this way. Imagine running that raid without um, even having to worry about having to teach someone it. You just run it. Everyone know what Which they have to do and just, just go. Great. That's how I run it in the many places that I've tried to run it. Yeah. yeah after, after I've learned it, it's what I always tell is like, it always pained me that Every experience of raiding, because I've always also been playing that you, we did that raid together, has yeah. always been ending in catastrophic failure because we would always get stuck in one place and the people wouldn't be pulling their weight. And now we have played with people that pull their weight now, finally. Yeah, so. thank God. And it was so funny, like right at the end, I was uh, feeling like one of the people that wasn't going to be pulling his weight because y'all were explaining stuff for the Deepstone Crypt. And my brain was already fried mm-hmm. from Vault of Glass. And the, I would, they were just like, it's okay. You could just shoot people in this room. And I was like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, so that, tired that, of having uh, to be active and figure stuff out. Yeah. That first encounter of the Bolt of Glass is like pretty cool in that you don't uh, need to, uh, not many people have to be doing the important mechanics. And that mechanic includes like someone wearing a scanner, someone also wearing like a decoder that helps you yeah. open doors. So it's like, there's a different level of combination and then just out clearing. So real quick, um, your voice is kind of freaking out. It's doing this. Why? That's what I was wondering if it was the mic. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we may need to take a quick pause just to, (laughs) and I'm back after that, a little slightly unfortunate, (laughs) unfortunate thing with, uh, my mic switching back to another mic. So yeah, that's why we've been playing with Destiny. I'm excited for you to go through the Deepstone Crypt because it's such a different kind of raid. It looks so much different. It's its mechanics are actually easier to learn once you like actually learn them. So that shouldn't be a problem going forward. So uh, remember, Paul, that I said that I hope that I was gonna finish Dark Souls before we recorded the week after that same day. You weren't day, even sure. You were yeah. like, I hope so. Yeah, that same day after we finished recording, as I was waiting for the podcast to render i beat it i finally finished freaking dark souls you are a machine with that game i don't know how you did what you did yeah <laughs> you just you crushed it in like 40 hours or something yeah 46 hours i thought i had played it for much longer i tell you i really thought, like i really it, thought yeah. that yeah but it just goes to show you that I, I was maybe probably putting not as many hours per day as i thought i was you didn't really, oh, so I only put three hours this night. I only put two hours this night. So it made you feel like you're playing in for much longer. So, but yeah, that RNG boss, I got good RNG. Got it in one go. Then finally had to finish and beat Gwyn 
the dude that looks like Zeus that has a fire sword. He beat me like five times. And then I, I got to cheese him by just going in circles around debris as he was doing some like big swipes at the sword and beat him. And I was like, oh my God, I did it. I put the, um, you have to touch one fire, one final um, bonfire. Yeah. And then you get consumed in fire and that's it. That's the game. And then immediately you're put back into the beginning, like at the, at the asylums, all in new game plus, like with all your, with all your specs as you were. So I was like, Hmm, should I, Sh should I like, I'll do it. Yeah. And here's what happened. I started doing it. I was like, okay, I want to see how much easier everything is now that I have super strength and all like, I have the level that I had, I finished it at level 91 with like all my strength and dexterity stats and all me all the cool armor that I upgraded and it was super strong so it wasn't until I reached the fire dragon that's in the bridge that I had killed Bruce I was like I'm gonna kill him now and I had 44,000 uh, souls and he killed me twice I was like I'm out and deleted I was like yep that's it with Dark Souls for me so yeah. I'm, I'm not touching another Souls game for a while and I've held true I've seen more crazy stuff about Elden Ring and I'm like, I'll get to you eventually. So I actually did get burnt out. <laughs> I still cannot believe that somehow, again, yeah. <laughs> you have one of the best games to come out ever. And you're like, you know what I'm going to do? Play this completely different game that is very yeah. similar and then get burnt out so I don't end up playing the yeah. current release. <laughs> I was like, he's done it again. He's not going to play Elden Ring for like a year now. <laughs> I'm going to touch it after I finish Horizon because I'm not playing Horizon. I've been wanting a reason to finally go back to Horizon because I've been just the, disdaining it in this whole Souls, like, abyss that I've been trapped in. All oh, like a little yeah. reference there for the Four Kings. And I'm glad I did because now I'm that I'm back at Horizon, I'm like, ooh, this is what playing a actually current-gen looking game is like going back to this. And... Finally, getting more knee deep into the story because I've been I've been playing this game for sixty hours and I barely done the story, Paul. I've been like going all over that damn map, and Horizon does a thing that it's catnip for me in that uh, if it gives me an idea that I'm gonna upgrade something, I am going to do it. If there's this cool looking armor that's gonna give me better stats and everything, I'm gonna spend all my time until I get it before I yeah. just continue. And I spend yeah. hours and hours like hunting these machines that I tell you sometimes some of these machines are so hard that I was like it feels like I'm playing Margit again from from Elden Ring that's like super tough and, and and just beats you left and right there's some really insane insane robots that I don't know if they will be quest related but these are like for the ancillary stuff that I've been doing with that game oh, so and you just kind of like jumped the gun killed some of the things and you're like that had to be a quest because this is freaking ridiculous yeah it, they, uh, those are things that you can get to get because you can make uh upgrading your weapons and your armor or acquiring new weapons a quest like That's, you you'd okay, sit there yeah. and if you don't have the materials you just press triangle and it says create job yeah. and it makes it a quest and some of those quests will take me to like some of the bigger machines there's like okay. this one that's like a fire bear machine that like hits in their ground and there's like fire that pops up from the from 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 the floor and then you have to be constantly dodging it's like it's some of the crazy stuff that you see over further further west in that game is really crazy but not as crazy as the story that story is like sci-fi bananas now that i'm more knee deep into it we have seen that it could get a little bit more sci-fi with that group that you meet that has a very different aesthetic and yeah. then some of the things that it like it's 
this is the Matrix, basically. It's so funny. They got Carrie Ann Moss as one of the cast members, so they were like, let's right, just yeah. make like a Matrix-style story of a thousand-year-old people, clones, and uh, AI gods. It's like, I'm eating it. I'm absolutely devouring this. I'm like, yes. I'm big, And again, because now I don't have that pressure of like, I want to go back to Elden Ring and seeing all the... I saw there's a picture of this dragon that it's in Elden Ring that was in the Game Awards kind of like replies. I was like, which one? Because there's yeah, like, there's like at many least her, 10 yeah. different dragons. Yeah, but there's one that looks so cool. It's like, oh, like this. And uh, and I was like, man, that's cool. I'll get to you later. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm coming back to you, buddy. Yeah, because um, I have forgotten that I had not only play, been playing in Forbidden West, but we also got Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh, and, gosh, uh, I completely forgot yeah. <laughs> about that. Yes. And, uh, oh, man. And the thing is that, yeah, I was like, uh, I like Tiny Tina's Wonder. Let's just put it Let's just put it out there. I was not a big fan of, uh, of uh, whatchamacallit, Borderlands 3. Borderlands. I've been, I, and also, I still wonder, because you also call me out on that. I don't know if me not liking Borderlands 3 had also to do with the fact that I devoured so much Borderlands before that one came out. And then I was like, I don't want this anymore. But I feel I'm justified now because Tiny Tina Wonderlands is so much like Borderlands 3, but without the things I hated from 3. No yeah. Calypso Twins. Uh, the aesthetic, actually, even though it's still cell shaded, it still has that same style and animation and design. Just it being like the, that more medieval setting makes it feel fresh because the aesthetics of Borderlands 3 were so similar to 2. So it's still the desert areas and some high civilization places something's in between all those deserts seeing something more lush and fantastic and getting to fight skeletons and all that i was like oh yeah more skeletons i just i just got that off from that in uh in dark souls now, how often is it just the skeletons mostly because i've no, only fought skeletons yeah there's more there's there's other kinds of enemies also okay you well, played okay, so there was like a cultist group or something that briefly i fought but um it was uh, leading into, I guess, my, some of my thoughts, and then I'll hand it back into you. I first, like, instinctively loved it a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, I like that it's not tied into the four archetypes that we're used to, mm -hmm. um, which I used to love. I mean, they always balance each other out. They're all capable of some crazy nonsense. What class the, do you get? Like, out of I the picked that the... the uh, the death dude that can like leech life from people and mm. has like this um uh the demi lick lich mm -hmm. um that's flying around because... i grab one with a big hammer that when you press the r1 yeah. is like a smashes with a big the hammer big hammer dude would have been mine when i was younger but now i was like i want to try something that's like a little <laughs> more challenging so it was between the spellcaster and the uh the revenant guy who's his whole thing is like you take damage to cast your move, but then you leech life from everybody around you. And so it's a very like a big risk, big reward kind of mm -hmm. character because you can just like you can get really close to dying, but then you will wipe the floor with like five or six enemies standing in a circle around you. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I I don't know how much I really like the whole melee is the art three still because yeah, uh, it's bad uh, the, the, melee, the melee attacks in that game especially coming from destiny it's like it feels so floaty oh, and like yeah, yeah it's like it, it doesn't feel satisfying to melee even though this is the first time we had melee weapons right to r3 kind of funny um because you can theoretically boost r3 and some of the classes really benefit from that but i'm like man if you really want to melee build 
you you're gonna have to like remap that button because that is not something you want to keep hitting all the time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. that is gonna ruin your <laughs> your controller for one and two. It just doesn't feel as satisfying. Well, you know that in that you know how you can remap in Destiny Two, right? Yeah, yeah. I've actually remapped the powerful melee to R three and normal melee to R one. I and think then, we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, but then I did the same where then I remapped finishers to holding square. So I removed like finishers oh, out of that. Oh, so. that's cool. And, okay, it, so and it actually worked. So I, I do really like how Destiny has the option of, all right, this is for like hold. This is for tap it. Double this tapping. Is for, like, a double tap. And I was like, this is those three options lets you give a lot of creativity to what you really want. But, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, sometimes uh, as we had established, I had the normal melee as R1 and mm-hmm. um, the finisher and powerful move as R3. But like some of those class abilities were different, so mm-hmm. you could kind of control when that happened. But sometimes you don't want to do a finisher on an enemy, but you're also empty on a gun, so you're just like, well, time to get into this cutscene and end up dying. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, gosh, I really wish you could get invincibility frames out of the finishers, but they don't they don't give that one to mm-hmm. you, um, alas. But anyway, like Doom. Back like to, Doom. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's, that's what I want out of that one. Yeah. But also, I could totally see how people would really, like, break that system so quickly. Especially how um, easily broken Destiny is by Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. <laughs> yes, back yeah. on that. Um, so at first I was like, man, are all these guns going to be just like crossbows, but with like the back end of a gun? I'm glad that they kind of moved away yeah, from that. Yeah, quickly. They quickly yeah. moved away from oh, that. Oh, thank God, because that would have really messed with me. Because um, it is nice that they're a very quick reload. But anyway, um, some of the concepts, I understand how people are kind of um, talking smack about the menus and stuff, because it's just out of date. It yeah, is it's, a it's, PS3, it's, 360 era. It's Borderlands. It's more Borderlands. It's like, it's, yeah. this um, is clearly, because you know how Borderlands 2 did like two years worth of DLC? Yeah. This feels like whatever they had planned for DLC for Borderlands 3, they scrapped, and then they just made it a, another game without calling it Borderlands 4, because it doesn't feel I like an evolution. I think they needed it too. Um, yeah. Well, that's the weird thing as well, because... Um, Tiny Tina was older in Borderlands 3 and they had to bring her back to her small version to mm-hmm. for this game because everyone was like, oh crap, we can't make her By the way, do character. you know that the voice of Aloy is uh, Tiny Tina? Ashley Birch? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I didn't even realize that. That's yes. so freaking amazing. <laughs> I love... I have a new respect for her because that's two very different characters. And what's funny um, is that uh, her brother, Anthony Birch, wrote Borderlands 2. Just really? Said, yeah. Uh-huh. That's so cool. And that's what the, that was the last best written Borderlands. So hit oh, them, yeah, them losing Anthony Burch would really hurt that series. That explains so much as to why Borderlands Three just doesn't hit as much. And it, within like the first five minutes of Tiny Tina's, I got like a good chuckle out of several of the jokes that were told. Mm-hmm. Um, and now T rated. That's what's so funny. Know, they have, this is the first time they. And I never really felt it outside of like the combat because the combat is so tied to like tearing apart enemies and stuff. So now that it's like 
yeah, they kind of blow apart, but they're skeletons. And then if it's a human character, they just kind of disappear. I was like, ah, all right, that's kind of pulling a punch. But at the same time, I kind of appreciate it because sometimes, especially in comedy, mm -hmm. I'm going to have the hot takes here today. Um, I feel like people who have a higher rating for things feel like they have to earn that rating. So mm -hmm. they only ever do raunchy things. Yes. But all of the funniest, I mean, there was like a thing going around on Twitter where it's like the funniest jokes in Family Guy are consistently the ones that are PG. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just the stuff that you get that comedic timing right in the right one-liner right at the end of a crazy situation going on that will make you laugh way more than anything uh, that you try to drop weird words on things. Yeah, some of my favorite comedies are PG. They don't need to exactly. be R-rated. It's like... <laughs> and um, I think that's definitely working in this game's favor because when you have that restraint, you kind of focus on, okay, how can we make it actually funny instead of we're just going to throw a bunch of crazy F-bombs and whatever swear words we can to throw in there and just see what happens. And as a contrast to Borderlands 3, which was that in yeah. particular, because again, that, that game lost any sense of subtlety or... Or idea of like what made good comedy. Obviously, this game, this game still has cringy things. Like the actual economy is called cryptocurrency. Like I think that's slash, funny. Yes, but because like, that's like playing on it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, that one was like ah, uh, yeah, got me, yeah, that's clever. Um, <laughs> and like any of that cringiness is like earned in its earnestness. Um, so I appreciate that. Whereas Borderlands 3's cringiness was like trying to replicate memes mm -hmm. that they're like, oh, it's okay that it's outdated. We're just gonna keep doing that. Yeah, they were trying to make riffs. Yeah, the dabs, the, the making fun of stream of Twitch streamers, blah blah yeah. blah. It just didn't. It just felt like that game always felt like it was too late, in a way, because um, yeah. they were they spent so much time doing Battleborn and that thing failed when everyone wanted oh out of gosh. Gearbox. Everyone wanted Borderlands 3 from Gearbox. So. I, I remember playing that beta really long because I had uh, several friends that were playing it and those matches would literally go on for like 45 minutes of back and forth, back and forth, and you could not leave, you could not do anything. Um, and gosh, I hated Battleborn so much, but at least the yes. character designs were interesting. Oh yeah, I feel bad. Like, I've never seen a game die more brutally than Battleborn, oh. especially three weeks before Overwatch. Like, the week <laughs> it launched, it was dead. And... Gosh, I'm glad I didn't even buy it. Yes. Um, but I feel bad for everyone that did. <sighs> anyway, yeah, so Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was, uh, it's fun, but it's also enough that of like regular Borderlands that I just, it didn't hold my attention for very long. Mm -hmm. um, I also wasn't sure if I liked the overworld into like the smaller environments thing. Yeah, Normally, that you're, like I'm a top down thing, like a top down thing that you're no, kind of just that, walking. That by itself is kind of okay. Um, it's the fact that all of the play areas are like so small to tie into that where it's mm. like all of your real traversal is that overworld and then when you go in it's just like this really small area where like but there's bigger areas that's the thing are there okay, yes there's good. much bigger areas that are so more that was traditional like, borderlands like a couple of caves and um like a farm and then another farm but then like the siege thing was really cool mm-hmm and then that was like the last thing that was cool that I did for like several hours. So I'm like, oh gosh, is this just the whole game? Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that at least. And I want to keep playing it, but also yeah. I was like, it's not my highest priority right now. Exactly, with everything that we have here. But I think what I like about having Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is that it's actually hitting the vibe that I wanted out of it in that uh, I always want to complement Destiny 2 with another looter. Like last year, that was Outriders. 
And I feel Tiny yeah. Tina's Wonderlands is doing that now. That it's actually now if I whenever I run out of things to do with Destiny 2, because now I am at that point where I only have to do raids now. So if I don't have the team, I don't have to keep playing Destiny. I have everything that I really need out of the out of it. So yeah, it's like I'm I can't wait to play a little bit more with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, but I guess like we we I mentioned it to you because I showed you the release schedule for like the rest of the year. Yeah, April you... 4 right now is looking dire. Oh my gosh, it really is. I'm I'm still holding out hope that God of War Ragnarok's going to hit at the end of the year. Oh yes, because um, what else does Sony have? <laughs> because they announced something t today that's not going to move the needle, so what oh else do they gosh, have? Yeah. <laughs> oh, ah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, um, and that's a I good mean, segue. Hey, Gotham Knights, that'll <laughs> yeah. be good. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, anyway, let's, let's press X, Alejandro. For some news. All right, Paul, today's been a day I had been waiting because I knew it could be like this. And it's like, a, like the good MJ from No Way Home would say, if you're always if you expect to be disappointed, you'll never be disappointed. So number one, late last year, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier reported Sony was getting ready to move deeper into the subscription model that has been all the rage over on the Xbox side with Game Pass. Today, Sony confirmed such a move. What was known as Project Spartacus is officially known as... Say it. Plus. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Sony's, con <laughs> yes, Sony's continuing their PlayStation Plus branding by merging the existing PS Plus service with PlayStation Now, while introducing a tier system as previous rumors suggested. Here's what the revamped PlayStation Plus offerings are. Tier 1, PlayStation Plus Essential, provides the same benefits that PlayStation Plus members are getting today, such as two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, and online multiplayer access. The price for this one is $9.99 monthly, $24.99 quarterly, and $59.99 yearly. Tier 2 is PlayStation Plus Extra. It provides all the benefits from the Essential tier, and adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from, our, from the PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games in the extra tier are downloadable for play and are priced at $14.99 monthly and $99.99 yearly and also $39.99 quarterly. Final tier, PlayStation Plus Premium provides all the benefits from essential and extra tiers and adds up to 340 additional games, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming. Boo! A catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. Editor's note. Where the hell's the Vita? It also offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers in markets where PlayStation Now is currently available. Customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PC. And as a final thing, this tier also includes time-limited game trials that are going to be offered inside the tier so customers can try select games before they buy. The price for this is $17.99 monthly, $49.99 quarterly, and $119.99 yearly. Paul, what do you think? Um, let's start with the good. At least it's not the fake leak that we saw. Yes. Oh my God, we gotta talk about that leak that had that had the four tiers, and it was like there you have to pay it every three months. Gosh, 
that honestly scared me for a second because it was so bad um it was just like a very official looking piece of uh in it's an image for anybody listening mm-hmm. that had like a fake tier list of all the stuff there were four tier lists just like Alejandro just said and it had a very messed up skewed message of like you were only getting it for the highest tier list as the same thing as what game pass gives everyone else for like 10 bucks mm-hmm. and um what it was, was it like 59.99 every three months it said three there. months that yeah. was the worst part of all that and at yeah. least this is better than that hey all yes. right victories uh take them where you can get them because uh god knows that uh there ain't much more victories to be had in this information because frankly uh this is kind of abysmal this is yeah. terrible uh mm-hmm. let's let's go into some details i'll just mention a few and then we can go into details about that mm-hmm. uh obviously like playstation essential at least it's staying the same thank yeah. god it's basically um, the same they just added the essential moniker i was really worried that just like even if the fake thing was turned out to be fake that part of, of it would be real like taking away the two monthly games to like a higher tier list or something mm-hmm. that would have really messed me up um because i like getting two free games every month it's just kind of a nice thing now um the outside of that i mean the ps4 the ps5 games that it's like hey you're gonna be getting access to this for the extra the, the second Five bucks. Tier level mm-hmm. um it's like all right I'll, I'll take that i'll accept it um the problems that i'm coming in for just like you are is the fact that playstation 3 games are only cloud streaming they f literally you sony use, f you they have to use an emulator to get their own games to work even though they like publicly denounce emulation that's like literally the only way they can do it mm-hmm. uh because they coded their all their ps3 games so terribly and then also hiding all of their beloved at classic games as they call it behind the highest paywall of course because they know that's the one everyone wants of course holding uh the vita stuff hostage i want to believe that eventually they'll come back to that because the vita is such a popular and beloved system not popular it's very niche don't all right just, yeah don't, don't uh, internationally it's popular though I, only I would japan say, only japan i don't know i i feel like there's a lot of international people always coming and buying vitas or things for the vita but uh, granted not commercially at all like mm-hmm. in a grand scheme it was not good however yeah vita great. vita is like sony's biggest failure in playstation history that's like yeah, yeah they didn't sell more than 15 million units that's I am kind of happy about these PSP games that they're supposedly talking about. I'm like, hey, I'll keep an eye out for that. But about like, which one though? Exactly. That's See, that's the... what's bugging me the most about this is they say numbers and they give us no information. At least Nintendo had the gall to, to tell say us what which you ones. were gonna yeah. get for what, like, the audacity to tell us what we would get in their ridiculously overpriced model. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony is like, hey, just trust us. Trust us. It's gonna be what you want, of course. It's it gonna be there. It's that's gonna a- be there, um, and then that's like numbers mean nothing because they're not actually saying what it is. So it can be anything around that. It can be below that, and it's like, oh, that one didn't work out for for sure. It's okay, but you can keep buying from us. Yeah, it is really unfortunate that PS3 is the PlayStation console that has some of their bigger gems. Just like their the like stuff. Yeah, like basically the root of why Sony is so successful now with the ps4 uh, generation and also uh, the games that they're releasing on the ps5 started there and those games are just trapped in such ancient hardware that was so eclectic that 
even till this day, the, or the best thing they can do is just keep it as cloud streaming. Something yep. that you already could do already on PS5, which, oh. as someone that tried some streaming uh, through the PS5, it's gotten better with latency, still not where it needs to be. It's not, it never beats the fact that playing anything native in your hardware is just so much better. And especially- Do you want to explain to anybody that's listening why cloud gaming is not actually good? Um, Just briefly. Because of latency, with cloud gaming, you always have to rely on your internet, making sure you have the fastest internet. And unless you have no idea how a game feels when you play it locally in your hardware, you will always have like, the games are never gonna feel crisp to play. It's like a delay. There's always a delay that In some cases, you can get um, some games don't require don't require that kind of precision. They can kind of yeah, this works fine. Yeah. This is yeah, it's better than nothing, but it doesn't beat playing it natively. It's like it's so insane how much Microsoft is schooling like Sony with like its backwards compatibility because you play the games natively on Xbox One and now in the series consoles. And on top of that, they improve those games. They mm-hmm. up the resolutions in a way that. You would think that would have been a, P, uh, a remaster that they would sell, but no, they did that work for you to, to for, for it to be free as long as you own the game. So, and that's the thing, the PlayStation 1, PS2, and PSP games, those are downloadable. At least those can be played natively because those hardwares, yeah, those hardwares are not, um, like I say, like, they were not as eclectic, even though they were a little eclectic because there was always been that mantra that, mantra that until the PS4 PlayStation development was always hard. There was always a reason that the PS2 versions of games that were also on GameCube and Xbox versions were always the worst versions, but ironically, they were the bigger sellers because PlayStation 2 was just so, that much popular, but their versions were always worse because the emotion engine of the PS2 was hard to develop for, but some people just sucked it up because the PS2 was that damn successful. But um, they haven't said anything about it. They're going to increase the resolution of these games. Are we going to be playing them at their original 4x3 um, like look at the original resolution? Because they did sell a couple PS2 games on PS4 that they did some work on. They upped the resolution and added trophies for. Right. Are all these games going to get that treatment? Are they getting trophy support? Are they getting at least some touch-ups for it to look acceptable in a big screen TV? Than my 65 inch or 55, I don't know how how bigger TV is. Yeah, that's uh, something that um, people are still battling with to this day: the concept of what looks better. Of if you even upscale it, what do you do with it? I mean, look at the uh, Castlevania group recently mm-hmm. having to offer three different presentation options because TVs and monitors were so different back then that you can't just one to one upscale and pull that information and put it on modern monitors because the way that they are is not going to read the information correctly and mm-hmm. it's going to like muddy it all up it's going to mess yeah. it up it's there's a lot of stuff going into that yeah i follow a lot of digital foundry and uh they do df retro that's what it's called digital foundry retro where they look back at uh ps2 games and all that and how when they look back at it they actually show you how some games looked when played on original CRTs, which Ooh. was what these con- what these consoles were originally made to play on. And it looks and so different. That's why if you ever play those retro games, you, uh, they look terrible. They didn't back yeah. then. No, they it's didn't. It's not just us making it up, we swear. And not only that, especially uh, I hadn't realized that the PS2 in particular, that early, the early PS2 era, the 2005 to 2002 era, yeah. some of those games looked the best from that entire generation because... They were running at 60 frames per second, which is rare usually. It's now, 
imagine it was like 60 frames back then obviously then yeah. 30 became the thing as they started right. pushing more graphical power but then when you mix it with a crt those games look beautiful it's still like there's the art the, like playing it in the intended tvs mm -hmm. it's like it's crazy how that works i remember uh, i had a roommate um that still kept a crt at all times because his whole thing was speed running old games and mm -hmm. i didn't take him seriously for the longest time because he would say it looked better and felt better to play on that and i was like what are you talking about yeah, the latency course, like, yeah the different latency later, yeah <laughs> I, I learned that that was a real thing that you needed to do that especially for some speed runners they had to play on that because the latency would mess you up on modern monitors mm -hmm. and wouldn't allow you to play as fast as you needed to and i was like what the because because those consoles were not designed for the newer technology that requires different things for it to lower their latency. I was just thinking, we're like, we've become those nerds that are talking about like vinyl being the best kind of music. It's like, it's ruined by CDs nowadays. Yeah. You can't do it. You got the true qualities on yeah. the vinyl, man. Look, that is, uh, <laughs> there is uh, some merit for why those for some formats specifically work. No, you're absolutely formats. right. It's so funny. Just like we finally found that category in the video game world where it's like, that's that thing it perfectly extrapolated, like CRTs being the perfect pure way to play old games. Mm -hmm. It's just great. Uh, I can't wait for the CRT revolution to come back <laughs> Yes, <laughs> in 10 years. Oh, man. But yeah, it's like going back to this is like, it's really unfortunate. Like some of my favorite yeah. PlayStation games of all time are on PS3, like the infamous Mm. duology because obviously we have second son on ps4 yep. and looks great on ps5 but those games are just trapped there the kills on trilogy is trapped there the resistance trilogy is trapped there the original uh, little big planet games are trapped there it's like it's insane metal gear There's, solid 4 yeah metal gear solid 4 of all games is trapped there and the metal gear solid hd collection is trapped there for playstation navy seals yeah socom 4 which died yeah. a very gruesome oh. death thanks to the uh playstation outage it's really it's just so unfortunate that yep. sony for some reason hasn't taken the steps to figure it out and that's the thing i don't I'm, i don't like carrying water for sony but like i i follow the development of the pcx3 or something like it's called it's a the emulator for pc that's supposed to be for oh, ps3 yeah. They've taken years, and I tell you, years to get that yeah. thing running. We briefly touched it's, on that, where you're saying so how hard, hard it is. Yeah. yeah, so hard. Like I, me following the progress progress report of seeing how Metal Gear Solid Four is like running on that thing. They finally got it to run at 60 frames. Ooh, it's taking wow. them way too long, but. And they it's do just, it for free, didn't they? Because that's like yeah. a modding community. Mm -hmm, exactly. It's just a modern community. And I do wonder if like Sony sees what the grunt work that people are doing there. It'd be like, yeah, we're that's too hard. Let's yeah. just uh, keep moving on. And that was the reason why I was like a proponent originally for whenever they were doing the HD uh, remasters for mm -hmm. PS4. Because part of me knew. It was like, well, if we're not getting backwards compatible, this was 2013 and 2014. Since we're not getting backwards compatibility, this is the way to go. And then Microsoft dropped the bomb. It's like, no, we figured out backwards compatibility. So it was like, ooh, Sony doesn't look good now trying to sell you remasters. That's why they moved to remakes to justify it and be like, no, we're now doing ground up remakes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that premium tier is like, I need to see the catalog of the PS2, PSP, and uh, PS1, and uh, P uh, yeah, don't all those classic games what is the yeah. library for and you know what they they could absolutely get me on that if they had the whole metal gear solid series that's the thing it's already available. on ps now 
I mean, but it's that's, right isn't that still through the? Oh well, obviously cloud screaming. Yeah. Duh. Um. Well, what about the the original though? Because that's not available. Yeah, the original could be because that's the thing. Like the original Metal Gear Solid was put on the PlayStation Classic. They remember mm-hmm. when they released that PlayStation that. Yep. that Overpriced and the PlayStation GameCube Classic. as yeah. Twin Snakes later yeah. on, which added a lot of weird stuff. Apparently, it ruined like the the GameCube version of that game ruined the feel of that game. Yeah, completely. Um, but it like that... changed the voice actors and stuff too, didn't it? Yeah. for a lot of people. Anyway. Yes. So I can see. So dream scenario: Metal Gear Solid Two and Three for PS2. They actually give us the PS2 versions, and it's and already. They're kind of remastered somewhat anyway. yeah like up res whatever if they yeah. can get that and add some trophies it could be like giving the hd collection that it's on ps3 just make it on yeah. ps2 i can see that but it's still like the ps3 games that i want it's like at this point then just give us the stupid remasters it's like you lost your ken kutaragi the guy that designed the ps3 forever ruined you by the, making the ps3 like that so do remasters then now that you clearly put it here that you can make native ps3 games work and now my ps3s will always remain plugged in as until that thing dies because they just never figure it out tier two i feel is like from all of this like it's the more appealing because all those games are downloadable but those also are that that's not a tier that i would um perpetually be signing up for that works yes. better for the the casual viewer slash player that has a few good games, but not necessarily like the entire catalog of PlayStation Studios mm-hmm. for PS4 and PS5. That's going to be giving them so much stuff for their value. I agree. Yes. Um, for sure. Especially because I like I mentioned to you, it's like they mentioned Returnal. That was a seventy dollar game that came out last year, and you didn't play it. Yeah, they I'd just... say like even just two good games that people want that they're going to offer is going to make that price worth it for sure yeah for, especially for in a month or, in, or as long as you want to keep playing them so that one is like the playstation plus extra i feel it's improving on what they had offered in a way because um they had the playstation plus essential collection remember the 20 games that were just on ps5 that were ps4 from the ps4 catalog that were always there this is expanding on that idea and now they're going to be offering ps5 games there the fact that you right. mentioned the Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be there, Returnal is going to be there. I would assume Ratchet and Clank is going to be there. Those are two big games that I loved from last year. You didn't play because and of the price. That, like I agree. If that's yeah. the case, then I would even be tempted to get it just for Returnal and Ratchet and Clank, not having to buy them myself. But then at the same time, it's like that's going to lead us into our second uh, news piece saying that it's only games that have already been out for a while and you might even be able to get it for like a sale anyway Mm -hmm. so what's the point of that when they've already said that they are not going to uh number two Mm -hmm. say that they're not doing uh they want releases releases. yeah number two on top of the announcement of the new playstation plus jim ryan gave a new interview with game industry that this is discussing the upcoming new service among other things, he gave a direct statement as to why the new service isn't offering day and date, day one first party releases. Here's a quote. In terms of putting our own games into the service, or any of our services upon the release, as you will know, this is not a road that we've gone down in the past, and it's not a road that we're going to go down with this new service. We feel if we were to do that with the games that we make at PlayStation Studios, that virtuous cycle will be broken. The level of investment that we need to make in our studios would not be possible, and we think the knock-on effect on the quality of the games that we make would not be something that gamers want. 
basically it's them saying we're not gonna make as much money for our games yeah. uh putting the first party releases day day and date because remember they're the only ones that because microsoft's still not done this maybe they'll do it later on but they still sell their games at 60. sony's the one selling them at 70. Yep. and they still sell that's what's so funny <laughs> they oh my gosh i mean like i understand for a lot of people how the whole like games have stayed the same price for so long that like obviously because of inflation you gotta raise mm -hmm. the price the blah 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 but like we've also seen that that makes you more creative in the resources you use for one look what we're doing look what we're doing <laughs> yeah yeah it's i mean you you find ways around stuff like that you can't like they're doing the lazy way out we're saying hey we're just gonna keep raising the prices and we don't want to offer all of this new work for theoretically 15 or what was it 17.99 a month uh -huh. uh, because we don't see that as worth it but as we've clearly seen that works in the right context look at game pass they're already mm -hmm. doing that for 15.99 for their ultimate mode of 14 doing it not just yeah. 14 yeah 14.99 for uh what was it pc access mm -hmm. console access across all of that up on all the base consoles anyway mm -hmm. and it's like they they do so much for you to be able to do all that and it's day one for anything that comes out on the xbox slash pc for that that's new and that yeah it's brand new like literally day one you don't even have to buy it. that's how we were able to play forza horizon 5 and stuff like that it's like so ridiculous mm -hmm. of a deal and sony's out here saying that wouldn't work we've seen it work they're just not acknowledging it for that's one. the thing microsoft says it works but here's the thing because here's the reality of some yeah. things with game pass right now they're trying to grow game pass so damn much that you can sign up for one dollar one dollar yeah. How many people are staying after that $1 period is done? I know I haven't. And what the, in, the, in the exclusive games that have come out on Game Pass, how many would you say are the, uh, whatchamacallit, um, are the quality of what you usually see from, play, from PlayStation's latest output? I yeah. would make the argument the only one that's done that is Forza Horizon 5. That's the only one that's in that caliber. Look at what's yeah. happening with Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite landed the plane basically in fire, like yeah. a campaign that co-op had to be pushed back until its second season, which in turn now it's not even going to be ready for a second season. It's going to be sometime in that season. A first it's... season, then it got pushed back uh, like an extra yeah. few months. Uh, the whole thing that's happening over there, the initiative where they were the quadruple quadruple A studio that then suddenly it's like no we're just setting up the idea for another to give it to another studio completely ignoring everything that um that they initially pitched that studio for the games that have been showing up there like psychonauts 2 um those games were already in development they were not being made by microsoft the, microsoft just like gave money to push it in the finish line but it wasn't nurtured from the get-go so microsoft is a lost leader they're a trillion dollar company that can lose catastrophic amounts of money just to grow something because their market cap is so high. But the thing is, the proof is in this. I haven't seen a game that has been day one on Game Pass other than Gears 5 and uh, and Forza that are like, okay, this is cool that we're getting it this way. But also those games are getting laden with microtransaction nightmare. Like Halo Infinite's multiplayer being, it being free to play. Look at the prices of the store there. They're nightmarish. And, Gear, and, and Gears 5, it's Battle Pass in its multiplayer side abysmal but the campaign was awesome but those are also games that 
Microsoft makes few games, so of course you would expect the few games that they are always made, like Gears of War, to be good. So it's not that impressive for it to be good. You're just, they're just giving you for free, basically. So yeah, you can kind of see like some poke poke at some of the ideas. Especially look at look at Horizon. Look at the quality of Horizon. How it looks, like its production value, its size, its a uh, its singular approach. It's like that game took five years to make. That's expensive. So will the subscription money be enough to like offset that? I see kind of where, especially when Sony sells games, when when game when Xbox was like, yeah, we're doing day one Game Pass, the sales for those games out the window, like they don't sell. But at the same time, it's like they have enough money that as long as they can grow something, it's like. But remember, Microsoft is the expert at brute forcing themselves into an industry by just pushing and pushing because they have so much money and they have the advantage that now microsoft believes in xbox that they can spend that much money just to grow something i mean look they just bought activision and bethesda so they have money to spare to throw around but True. i see where sony's coming from it looks bad because when because of when you compare it to mm-hmm. because now they're entering this race that's a good point well at the same time i feel like they're comparing it themselves by even entering the race Mm -hmm. um so then it's on them to differentiate themselves from their own competition i would say yeah and the fact that they weren't able to do that is also kind of telling in either their uh what's the word um persistence mm-hmm. and also creativity like they they weren't able to do it they're fitting right alongside the game pass and then they're just going to lose in that comparison yeah but the funny they thing is that he, but this could have couldn't have also come at the worst time because i mentioned in our private chat about gran turismo 7 so for people that don't know like gran turismo 7 is a 70 dollars game that's laden with microtransactions as if it was a free-to-play game the reputation of the Gran Turismo series right now in taters because of what's been happening there with the developer constantly going to the PlayStation blog issuing many, many, many apologies. Forza Horizon 5 has microtransactions but not to the same amount as a $70 game. So in that one case, yeah. In in that case, yeah. yeah. Mm. Because you would think, because that's the thing, like, if you're gonna keep pricing your games like that, they have to feel premium. Obviously, we're talking right. about a pre bad. So that to me is like the like the, the NBA 2K right now. Those are seventy dollar games that are still laden with microtransactions. That's okay. unacceptable. See, if that's gonna... the kind of games that you have to do that. But then that requires a certain level of communication between the developer and the main studio that you're making games for to be in agreement of, hey, we're going to put this game out on your service at like a loss but the microtransactions are going to make up for that Mm -hmm. but then at the same time who gets the money so that's like microsoft was able to nail down that whole concept i think over the course of several years Mm because i would say also when their game pass launched i wouldn't say it was a success either no no not at all it actually Um, here's what's funny playstation plus this new version of playstation plus is what game pass was on 2017 when originally came out a catalog of free games not yep. new ones, but a catalog, a, a catalog that people can dip in and out. If you see something that's interesting, you can come here. Like Netflix. That was Netflix. Like It's rare that Netflix gives you the day one stuff. Obviously, until they start developing their own stuff, that is like day one here. But it was never the place where you were going to see Spider-Man No Way Home day one. It was never that. Game Pass wasn't that. Xbox was losing so catastrophically that then they were forced to do something that was going to make waves. Be like, hey, sign up to the service. All our new games, they're going to be here. That's why they did it. 
Do you and, think it's more of just because they were at, in desperation mode? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, around. yeah. Yeah, it, like them doing day-and-day -day releases with PC and then doing Game Pass was them making moves because they were losing. They were objectively losing their race against PlayStation 4. They were absolutely, especially at that point in time, that's when their exclusives like um, lineup dried up because yeah. they had a lot of exclusives from 2013 to 2016. In fact, more than PlayStation. The problem was that their exclusives didn't hit. Well, then PlayStation was cooking. Then by the time that the the barrel dried up for Microsoft, PlayStation now was finally hitting banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. That people then were like, yeah, Xbox never had exclusives. We're like, no, they didn't. They actually had. They just were not making impact. Like the Uncharted 4s, the Bloodborns, the Horizons, the God of Wars, the Spider-Mans, the Death Strandings, the Last of Us Part 2s. They, those all kind of like they waited and they started releasing that while Microsoft like emptied their load early on because they needed to differentiate themselves early on. So in that point where, at that point when they those exclusives uh, dried up, they didn't have what you call that. Um, they no longer had more up upcoming exclusives to come up. The ones, that, the few other ones that they announced, they got canceled. Others just kept getting delayed indefinitely and indefinitely. So they needed to make those moves. Those were moves that are so pro-consumers were moves done out of desperation. And obviously it's like everything that looks pro-consumer is super cool. I always say this, it's like, if you are strapped for money, if you want a next-gen console, get a S, get a Series S. It's $2.99 and get a Game Pass. It's like, you're going to be served there and spend little money. Yeah. Sony has a level of quality. Their quality of games is like, and, and because they can afford making this expensive games because their games sell. As soon as you put day one these things, it's over. It's like, yeah. why would people buy seventy? Because for them it looks worse. They first they put it at seventy dollars because they need that extra margin to make a profit. They say, so they say. Why would people do that if you have your games on day one in the service? It sucks because I would like in the ideal world, I would love that to happen because that would mean. Think about it this way: we wouldn't need to be doing our arrangement that we're doing to play more games to do game share because so you're thinking that um if there's going to be a change it'll be later down the line to yeah. see as mm -hmm. they think it's going well or not will determine if they have to make changes yeah i'm trying to find the um yeah so here's also another quote from him it says that uh PlayStation's current position, and this is entirely subject to change. It says, The way the world is changing so very quickly at the moment, nothing is forever. Who, do, who would have said even four years ago that you would see AAA PlayStation IP being published on PC? We started that last year with Horizon Zero Dawn, then Days Gone, and now God of War. We've had great critical success and great commercial success, and everybody has made their peace with that happening and is completely at ease with it. I look back four years and think nobody would have seen that coming. That's also Jim Ryan saying that. I had the article open up. I, I want to uh, bust in and uh, punch that dude in the face uh, proverbially by saying uh, all of us could have seen that if y'all hadn't been so highbrow about it. Yeah. Um, because that is such a no-brainer for them to do that we've been talking about it for years and only now where they like, guys, we just had the greatest idea. Let's put all of our exclusives no, yes, on no, the no, PC. No, it is. It is. But think about it that way. Four years before, they were like, no, you buy PlayStations to play our PlayStation games. They were right. like they they were like that. Yeah, they said that on record. I remember. Yeah, they were they uh, said it on record. Read that out. Yeah. So and then they it's, moved to that. So uh, the way I see it now is that Microsoft will make a claim and then uh, completely get like 
destroyed in the process of trying to undercut everyone. Mm -hmm. And then Sony is going to be like that high elf dude that's like on his high horse being so like hoity-toity. I am so much better than all of you. And then he has to like slowly get off the horse when he realizes he's totally losing. And he's like, okay, okay, let's just help. Let's help. You nailed Um, it right now. It's like Sony doesn't need to do anything right now because despite Microsoft making moves and making some ground. They just don't have any games, so they don't feel the threat. Exactly. They uh, okay. Not only that, it's like Microsoft's making moves, and obviously the pro-consumer things are bearing some people over that way. Obviously, help helped by the fact that the Series S is so much easier to produce. It's always in the shelf, so it's much yeah. easier to get one. Uh, Sony's still the market leader, not as definitive as before, but they're still ahead. Yeah. When that narrative starts changing, if they start noticing that, then more people are go- are going into Xbox because the Game Pass proposition is actually making a difference, and people. That's why people are gravitating towards that. Then expect a year or two down the line for them to be like, yeah, you know what? We're going to do that. Um, We're going to put our first party games there. But I will say this. The unintended consequence of this is that then we're going to have to expect probably a little bit less quality from what we usually expect because now they can take their time. They can take like put so much money into this because they are selling. Whenever they're no longer selling, they will have to adjust budgets accordingly because Sony doesn't have the market cap for Microsoft to be a loss leader. Always being in a streaming service, you're going to be losing a lot of money always. Took Netflix almost 20 years to make a profit, but they just kept doing it because they wanted that to happen. So that's always the pitfalls. It would be better for us for, for us to get that kind of game, but until that happens right now, obviously Game Pass just looks so much better. But just understand, it's like, Think about the game, so the quality of the game Sony releases compared to what Microsoft has done. Whenever Microsoft starts releasing that kind of level of quality and it's in Game Pass, then we can have a different conversation. But until then, it's like you see why Sony is doing that. It's, and I'll still say it, it still doesn't look good in comparison to them. At the same time, they but don't overall, need to. Overall, yeah. I could totally see how this is like a godsend to so many people who aren't at the level of buying everything already. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, shoot, I can just spend a little bit extra that's less than a game a month by far mm-hmm. and get all of this stuff. And I think it only affects people like us who are already buying everything so we can talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> that's why I say it's like if we were Xbox people with all the things that come out there, like we would be served there. I tell you, I'm still like waiting until the right time for me to get a Series S to be able to do that because obviously Game Pass is still there. But our arrangement has helped us at least yes. a little bit so much it's not ideal ideally you would be able to afford everything on your own but that's the tough economic times in the world that we live in but it's also think about it's like making games is expensive that's always the push and pull i just hate this idea that microsoft is devaluing the uh the idea of purchasing games because of their entire push to put everything into a subscription because it makes people dumber it makes people like not understand how game development works and where sometimes the money comes. It makes so. it more unrealistic of an exactly. expectation. Exactly. So that's always my big fear about the like as much as I love the consumer the pro consumer side of like game game subscriptions, that's always like the um the net negative. If it just becomes that. Because I know then less money is gonna be being put into making better games because then more money will be needed to put out more games. Because you have to keep feeding the beast. That's always the problem with the services, especially you claiming you need your day one stuff, but I'll also be curious. Let's see how many indies launch with this new PlayStation Plus thing. Let's see if that actually, help them. yeah. And 
mark my words, Sony has already said that they're doing their live service games. I bet you top dollar, that's how they're gonna start dipping their toes in. They're gonna be launching those here. Mark my words, I'm, they're not gonna confirm, but you'll see. They, they're saying they're not doing this, but they also said they weren't, they weren't doing PC and look where they are now. They're gonna be dipping their toe. They have the advantage of having the it having to dip their toe because they don't have, haven't been forced to do that like Microsoft is. Microsoft already did that, they can't walk that back. They cannot be like, no, now we're not gonna do day one games anymore. They can't. They can't walk that back. Sony can slowly get there because it didn't feel forced. So we'll I see. Would if say they my, my closing thoughts are going to be that what a world we live in, in a good way, that both of these two biggest people in the industry are operating on such different wavelengths mm-hmm. that they try to solve the same problem in a different way. So exactly. And, arri- and eventually no arriving to the same. Right, which is really funny how that ends up being the case, but I love that they both try to counteract one another in such different ways, only to end up kind of in the same battle anyway. Yeah, Uh, and I tell tell you, it's like, I will be a believer that the economics of everything being on Game Pass works when I see a game as good as Horizon Forbidden West launching day one there. That's been nurtured from the beginning, not started. Yes, Starfield is releasing their day one. That's been in development forever, so that doesn't count, so... It's like now, like new studios that started now, a new game starting there. If you give me that kind of quality, then I'll, I'll eat my words. I'm I'm glad, I, I like to be proven wrong. At this point, like, I don't believe it. <laughs> so, I'll make a list of all the words you've said then. Oh yeah, it's absolutely do it. It's like, a, you need to make me eat crow because I always have you eat, eating crow so many times. Like right now, number three, if you're still hoping uh, to play the sequel to I... The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild this year, your number one most anticipated game this year, Paul. Yeah. Bad bad news. Bad Ad- news. Yeah. Eiji Onuma posted one of his classic darkroom videos where he's the uh, bearer of bad news and said the new game needs more time to fulfill its vision. The mi- sure yeah, so the made and 34 second video also showed glimpses of Link in the new game if you're so inclined to watch it. The new game is scheduled to release in 2023. When? Probably spring. Mm. So, Paul, I called this. It's like as soon yeah, as I knew yeah, that we still, did, yeah, when we, when I knew no name was given and only a big 2022 year, I was uh, like, I remember when that Zelda game got a 2016 year and then it got its name and then it got pushed. So, it got pushed, we still don't have the name. After the, in a year that's been de- dominated by Elden Ring, I feel they probably were like, you know what? He'll, they'll get their flowers. Let them have it. Let's move out. PJ unfortunately nailed it, where he was yeah. just like, "Oh, Elden Ring came out and completely changed the game." All right, see y'all next yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. uh, I, I feel you. I would have loved, but I feel vindicated for putting as an honorable, honorable mention this year because I knew this could happen. So, you see, um, in my head, most anticipated isn't. I think this is actually going to make it, rather uh-huh. than this is what I would look forward to the most. So I'll, I'll hold myself back a little bit from that bet, saying that it wasn't necessarily that I truly thought it, but it was the like, if it could, that is what I would want the most. Mm-hmm. So. I, I I will eat crow in the fact that like I thought there was a chance maybe they would make it because they've already had to pull it back from what two years now. Yeah, well um, that's the thing. So like was it was like, announced in 2019, but then we didn't hear anything at all. That's true. So yeah, okay. Until they it's finally been... until they showed us the gameplay that had the 2022, but still only called right. the sequel to Breath of the Wild, Lassie right. Three. I would think the subtitle for a game should be one of the first things you kind of come up with but what do i know about game development shoot (laughs) um good lord so yeah i 
I'm sad about it, but I'm sad it, too. I'm, I'm sad because I would have loved. I was kind of expecting it. it, especially at this point. Like you don't hold, especially for like Nintendo and Legend of Zelda specifically. You don't wait this long before their supposed release during that year to actually reveal everything, including yeah. the sequel name and stuff like that. Funny so. that this was announced at the end, almost at the end of their fiscal year. Also, so makes sense. Yes. Uh, but where it shouldn't affect it as much, where they're like, oh, by the way, it's not coming out this year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'll say this, uh, like, because I saw it in those tweets. Paul, Zelda has been an annual franchise for a few times now, since 2017. 2017 was Breath of the Wild. 2018 was the Zelda version of Necromancing the Stone. Uh, 2019 was The Legend of Zelda's um, The Link's Awakening remake oh yeah in 2020 i don't think there was a Zelda thing if i don't remember correctly but 2020 Where was the hyrule warriors Hy hyrule warriors was 2020 there you go hyrule, yeah. War hyrule warriors age of calamity was in 2020 2021 gave us a skyward sword hd remaster mm, yeah so so this year might be it this boy. might be it yes the it's, remakes yes the, the remasters sorry the remasters for wind waker and twilight princess the only two that are missing now to be for me playable on the switch because remember majora's mask is already playable it got added to the system yep. ocarina of time was there from the very beginning so um what else am I, I guess because all the tr uh the the truly classic ones are already on there from the nintendo yeah the original stuff. the original Zelda nes the link to the past yeah. on snes if they ever do game boy that would have been the Oracle games, but those aren't the Capcom made ones. They're yeah, not the Nintendo they made do ones. The, the DS ones. Mm -hmm. um, what was that other one that they made on? Uh... Crap, what am I thinking of? Anyway, there's there's a few here and there that I think are, are missing. But um, overall, they've got just about everything. Um, man, I... Yeah, just Twilight Princess and uh, Wind Waker. You see, the problem is because they waited this long, basically everything I was looking for in the Twilight Princess remaster mm -hmm. has been given to me in Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, literally everything from the aesthetic to the yeah. play style and all that stuff is already in there. And it's just so much better that I don't even want to play Twilight Princess anymore mm -hmm. because I know how slow that start is. And I don't want to have to sink another eight hours into the freaking game yeah. to get to the fun part where I get to play as Link where I really want to do stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at least we have Wind Waker, maybe. Yeah. I just want them just for completion and sake to be like, finally, we have our Zelda machine here. The one that has all of them. Like, we have it's Mario. Gonna, with exception Mario Galaxy 2. Because I've already been, like, praising the idea of, oh, I'd play nothing else if I got a Twilight Princess remaster. And now I'm like, crap, if it really comes out, I don't even know if I want to finish it. Yes, but oh. I I believe it now more than ever that it could happen, especially like the trusted sources that we believe from BGC and all that have reported. Yeah, they that already games, said it's supposed to be done. Yeah, they've been happening. So it's like, and then Jeff Grubb was like, yeah, I believe they're happening. Just uh, they're hold, in classic Nintendo fashion. They hold them until they need them. They need them yeah. now, especially if they want to keep that cadence of haha, <laughs> cadence of Ariel. The, the, the cadence of, of getting a Zelda thing out every year. Whenever they announced that the Pokemon Gen 9 and Xenoblade Chronicles were on September and, and November, that's when I told you, yeah, it's like, this either means Zelda's on October or it's out. Because Pokemon yeah. got the honors in November. So, hopefully maybe October is when we get those. Kind of like in the same period we got the Super Dude, Mario 3D. Got like another summer thing. I wouldn't be opposed at all. 
but right. they would have to announce it now because they we won't. already got a direct where not, none of that happened. So, oh well, bad news for the Zelda one. fans. Last one, also another delay, but this was in a, this was more confirmation. Now, mm-hmm. another Bloomberg scoop got confirmed. Number four, Rocksteady Sefton Hill announced via Twitter the official confirmation of the delay for Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. We heard close to a month ago. One of your uh, one of your honorable mentions, and number eight for me for the most anticipated. So I lost that one in the bottom. Citing the usual shebang when it comes to delays, the new game is now scheduled to release in 2023, marking eight years since Rocksteady's last official game released. As for the WB slate scheduled for this year, we still got confirmation for LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga for April 5th, 2022, so a week from today, Paul. Uh, Gotham Knights in, um, yeah, a week and a few days from today. And uh, no, actually a week, a week from today, right? Next week, yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah, Tuesday, of the, April 5th, yeah. Little Star Wars Skywalker Saga. By the way, look at the open world video. Yeah, Did I find it? It's like, it's... Oh, boy. oh man. Gotham Knights in October 25th, 2022. And Hogwarts Legacy having a vague holiday 2022 window. I feel Hogwarts Legacy dips. It's it's going gonna, it's gonna to launch in December or it's not making it through this year. Yeah, it's like... Especially it, with the, the scale that they're supposedly trying to go for and the mm-hmm. polish that they're requiring of it. Yeah. I mean, we saw that stuff. That's I don't know if that's going to make it this year unless it's really, like, close to done. Yeah, that's the only... That, that's not my only thing. The fact that they did, they had an entire state of play and they didn't solidify the release other than giving the window, it's like they've Good given point, themselves yeah. the wiggle room. So I'm only, like, expect Again... If you expect to be disappointed, you'll never be disappointed. I'm only expecting these other two. Lego Star Wars is basically here. It's not gonna yep. get delayed. That's, so. It can't be. Uh, <laughs> we're not gonna. We're in the category of you don't delay unless you're cyberpunk. Yes, um, exactly. So, and I don't think a Lego game is gonna need to be delayed that close to release. So, I mean, it, <coughs> it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, if I was a kid and that game came out, I would have just. I, I would have played nothing else because but even now like going back to play some of those it's like rough but it's got so much charm and earnestness that i love it and they are games I i'm surprised you haven't played with elizabeth your wife those are like because the- they're so hard to like besides the like playstation 4 ones um like all the old school ones from like the ps2 and ps3 of course like that's like i'm not going to be able to pull all my stuff out easily yeah it's just with their xbox backwards usually- compatibility because all of those games yeah, are that there. would be the only way I'd be able to do that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I could technically play something like the Marvel games or any of the Lego Batman uh, series, mm-hmm. but it takes us so long to play literally anything. Like we haven't touched Uncharted. Oh, we haven't man. touched <laughs> It Takes Two because like by the time she gets off work as a counselor, she's so exhausted that gaming takes more energy. Uh-huh. Whereas opposed to me and you, it like kind of gives us energy yeah. depending on what it is. So like with her, it's like you have to get her on a good day for her to be able to play. So that's like, it's just going to take us forever to get through just about anything. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. But something that you could play. I don't know if this new Lego game is co-op based on the uh, perspective. It looks like it. It was too, uh, two players because you saw that uh video you sent to me there were mm-hmm. two characters standing next to each other and you could switch back and forth that probably does the split screen thing because remember lego yep. used to have the uh they started doing hybrid where you were in the same screen and if you got too yeah. too far and if away you got far it enough split. it would split which was yeah, really so. cool and seamless but um i i think that's what they're just going to keep doing but now with like a full uh camera movement i could totally see us like jumping in on that if i'm playing it and she could just 
I mean, pick up and put down that. Yeah, kind that's of stuff. always been the Lego thing. Just so pick up and play. So. Um, so I I love that whole idea on unlocking different characters. The sheer catharsis of getting those studs, and you get like one big one, and all the pieces just bump mm -hmm. bump 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 bump, and you see like the numbers go. Is up. the it's ratchet just, and clank thing? Oh, they were getting both ratchet and clank. They just getting right yes. into my system. <laughs> um, it just feels so good. It anyway, just, yeah, yeah, it just looks so charming. It just looks so well made from what I've seen that I just want to exist in that Star Wars world again in that way. Especially because it's giving us what many other Star Wars games don't. So, yeah. At least that we know it's it's coming because then after that, Paul, the drought begins. <laughs> so, yeah. I, thing. Oh, I, there's Ghostwire Tokyo. I've been hearing good stuff. That's true. Uh, yes. It's out there, and we, well, we might have to pick that one up at some point because it exactly. looks really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a soft spot for that modern uh, supernatural th thing going on. I'm just, it's that thing where I know I would get really into it, so I'm trying to not look at it. So yeah, that not I yet. Get really into it. So at least finish one of the ones that I have because I, we had. <laughs> I need to finish any one of the five games we've bought. Yeah. So see for see for Horizon. Um, Elden Ring, Elden Ring and uh, Stranger of Paradise Tiny and Tina. Tiny Tina. <laughs> so that's five. Adding to that, and I have not finished any of them because I'll get close to one and I'll be like, I want to play the other. And yeah. now I can go back to the others and I'm like, I'm going to go play GTA Online. Yeah, just... I'm I, I'm right now like committing to Horizon now. I'm going to commit because I've seen, I have I smell the platinum now. I actually, yeah. I, I look at this list, I'm like, oh crap, I'm actually, I'm actually going to do this. I didn't expect that. So after I saw how big it was, so. That's the next one. Then uh, Stranger of Paradise. I have to. I heard. I'm saving some of the more cringier moments that I've seen from you to see it. So because I was like, I think those deserve to be experienced. And I, 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 I just, it's true. Um, I haven't experienced anything that I haven't already seen in a yeah. game. So and the I one of the punching, that... the punching. Uh, that yeah. So, yeah, that's still peak. But there's some stuff that happens also in game that's like I love this game so much. Oh, so that I've seen the videos of, but. Yeah, doing that, and then Elden Ring will be big, especially with such a long spell now that we have. Now I'm like, yep, that's where I insert Elden Ring, as yeah. I wait to refeed my soul. And that is totally a game that you mm -hmm. can digest for so long and feel like you could just. And keep also, I keep saying it's like the few times that I did back in, like I mentioned that I went to that place where I just went through dungeon to dungeon and get a bunch of mimics yep. and all that. That was just and showing you the pictures, you were like, how do you find that? I was like, I just found it, just exploring. Yeah. I'm shocked how easy it is to jump back into Elden Ring. Other Souls games, you have to be in it. If not, you're screwed. Yeah. If, feel... you, if you like step back, you don't know where you're going, what to do. But mm -hmm. like, both the game world is really well created and it's so hands-off that you're just like, all right, today I'm going to go from this spot that I'm at that way and let's see what happens yes um and then like you end up going on crazy mythical adventures all the time absolutely so it's like <laughs> shoot it's just one of those things and sometimes there's something to experience game outside the hype cycle because you don't feel the pressure to keep looking for the things that others are posting so there's also an advantage of playing at my own pace so and that's it paul so hopefully uh lego Star Wars is good next week so paul so that's good. it for the news and for, that's it for the show where can people find you 
as always y'all can find me at dork of art on twitter it's where i post all of my art and getting ready for the release of that game that's coming out pretty soon um besides that i've tried it posting memes uh did no that's the trailer um, oh, okay the game is not till the ninth but um apparently he was talking to me of steam's giving him uh, a hard time about putting stuff on the their official page for whatever reason so he's trying to like combat that right now but anyway hopefully that gets taken care of and we can just keep trucking along like normal um but yeah that's it for me how about you where can we find you they can find me at a underscore drosegovian on twitter at alejandro segovia 93 on instagram and whenever i write something at the critical corner.com paul it's been a pleasure i'll see you online and everyone stay safe if you like what you heard or heard or watched give us a like subscribe comment tell us what we did right tell us what we did wrong tell us why we rock tell us why we suck we would love to hear from you and remember press x to play See you guys later. Good night, everybody.